Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Our church exists to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. For that reason, we want to take a moment and let you know about Growth Track. Growth Track is a three-week class designed to help you connect with us, discover who you are, and develop your leadership. Sign up for Growth Track and get more information at creekwoodchurch.com slash growthtrack or on our Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. Good morning. It is good to see you guys. I hope you are having a great weekend. You know, this is an exciting, exciting weekend here at Creekwood. Uh, as you heard Pastor Brad uh, talk about the Beyond series, but the Beyond series uh, is, is much more than just a series. It is the beginning of uh, just something super, super special that God is doing here at Creekwood, and we're just excited about the season that we are in, and uh, you know, it's just, it's great to have you here. You know, if, if today's your first time to be with us and you're a guest, uh, we, I, we love that you're here, and I could not think of a better weekend for you to be here with us, and just... Uh, so you know this, this series, the next couple of weeks, it's really about this church and the vision of this church and the passion that we have here at Creekwood. And so uh, I'm excited that you're here and I'm excited about talking to you today. And, um, you know, um, the response uh, from so many of you as you've gone out to the new land, it's just been like unlike anything I've ever experienced before as a pastor, so many of you, and how many of you, by the way, how many of you have had a chance to go out to the 108 acres, the West Campus, raise your hand? Oh, wow, a lot of you guys, that's awesome. There's still a lot of you that have not been out there, but what's been amazing to me is the response has been just incredible. People have gone out there and just started crying and um, started um, just Man, so excited, all different types of emotions, but overall, people were just overwhelmed by the goodness of God and how beautiful the property is, and um, it's just exciting to see uh, what God has done, and you know, one of the questions that I want to start with today, and let me just say this to you, I, um, if you've as I start this morning, is that you know, there are moments that we feel like are much bigger than we are, and that's the kind of moment uh, that I feel like I'm in right now. I was talking to a friend of mine this past week, and I told him, I said, I feel so inadequate to even begin to express and communicate what God wants to do with this land. And so, um, again, today is going to be a little bit different, and I just, I want to share what I really believe God has, has put on our heart and, and where God is leading us. And, um, you know, one of the questions that we have been asking ourselves, and I'm sure a lot of you have asked yourself the same question, is why would God give us 108 acres? I mean, most churches have 10 acres, 11 acres, and they're great with that. We have 13 acres here on this campus, and it's a great, great piece of property. But, you know, like, why would God give us 108 acres? And um, I think it's an important question. When you start to think about why would God bless and why would God give us the miracle of the 108 acres? And, you know, as we have been uh, just processing this and thinking about this, and one of the things that automatically came back to me is that um, God's really given us beyond what we need. 
On the surface, it's easy to say, you know what, man, I don't know if we need 108 acres. And I kept coming back to this, this phrase of that God's given us beyond what we need. And it must be because God's getting ready to take us beyond where we are. And that the plans and the purpose that God has for us as a church and for us as individuals is pretty incredible. And I want to show you this scripture that has been on my heart that really is the theme scripture for this season, the spiritual journey that we are getting ready to walk through. And it's, it's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And um, if you know... If you don't know that much about the book of Ephesians, it's written by the Apostle Paul, and it's a letter to a church, and it's a church that is growing, and the Apostle Paul, you read throughout that book, and it's really just an inspirational book to a church, and I I believe that it, it is so timely for us. It says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. It says now to him who is able, and you could stop right there and just like say, man, that is awesome because you know what? You think about the power of God, and I think a lot of us, we need our perspective raised of what Jesus can do, and it says to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask according to the power that is at work within us. In other words, God's able to do beyond what we ask him, beyond what we can think, beyond what we can imagine. And what I automatically go to when I read this scripture is that there is a lot waiting for us on the other side of beyond. Amen? And I want to just say this to you also as we kind of jump into this today is that this vision, what, the, where we are at as a church, it didn't just happen a few weeks ago or a couple months ago. In fact, several years back, we began, the leadership of the church began to pray uh, about the future. We, we really felt strongly that we needed to be good stewards uh, in, 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 in how we strategize the future and what the future of this church would be. And so four years ago, the, the leadership of the church began to pray and began to really seek God about the future of where, where God would, would have us go, what we would do. And we began to to just um, look at all different kinds of options and really just asking God to give us a fresh vision. You know, vision is important. Vision is important for your personal life, and it's also important for us as a church. And in fact, if, if you're in, in a place that you don't have vision in your life, you know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there's no vision, people perish. Having a vision in your life is so important. If your life is just about grinding it out and going to work and coming home and just kind of making some money, but you don't have a vision and a purpose, the Bible tells us you're going to perish. Your your heart just begins to shrink. Vision is important, but I want to say this about vision. Vision is not just looking at something and walking away from it. It's not just seeing something and walking away. The power of vision is that when you see something, you do something about it. And in the book of Genesis chapter 13, there's a story about Abraham where where God told Abraham, he said, I want you to look out at the land in front of you. Look as far as you can see. 
that all of this land that you can see, I'm going to give that land to you and your children. It's an incredible promise that God gives him. But do you know that God told him that he was going to give him that land? But what's important to see is that God wasn't saying, I'm going to go plow the, the land for you. God didn't say, I'm going to go build your house and build the barn. What God was doing is God says, God is giving him a word to Abraham. He's saying, I'm creating an opportunity for you and your children to move forward. Opportunities are powerful. When you have a vision, when God shows you something, God opens up a, um, a window where you're able to see an opportunity. And the leadership of this church, as we begin to pray, one of the things that, that has been, we've been seeing, and you've seen this, is that Mansfield has changed so much in the, in the past few years. Like, let me ask you this. How many of you have been around Mansfield for like 20 years? A lot of you guys. What about 15 years? Let me ask you this. How many of you moved to Mansfield because you, were, you thought you were moving out in the country? <laughs> A lot of y'all here. That's why you moved here. And Mansfield's like on fire. Everywhere you look, it's like there's traffic and like, I know when we first moved here 15 years ago, it was like, like the eating options were Dairy Queen or Chachas. And, and like, you go to Chachas, Dairy Queen, if you wanted to eat anything else, you had to go to Fort Worth or Dallas. And the traffic, like, in the last 14, 15 years, it's just, like, grown so much. There's so many neighborhoods growing coming up and you go down 360 and there's houses everywhere. Is it just me that every time you turn around, there's a new house? There's a new shopping center? There, are, there is so much growth happening in our city. It is, there, it is like God's bringing people from all over. I know some of you are mad about it because you're like, these people need to get out of my town. Some of you are like, that's it, I'm moving. You're going to move to Alvarado. You want to move to somewhere? But listen, Alvarado's on fire too. They got a Whataburger. <laughs> it's on fire. But you know, we can drive around Mansfield and get mad about all the traffic and you can see all the growth and all the people that are flooding in and it's just, it's exploding. You know that there are over 35,000 students in the Mansfield School District. Just to give you perspective, when Creekwood started, there was 35,000 people. The population of Mansfield was 35,000. Now there's 35,000 students in the Mansfield School District. There are people coming from all over the nation. The city is blowing up and follow me. Listen to me. We can either get mad about it or we can either stop and say, God, what's really happening here? Could it be maybe that the reason why God's given us beyond what we need with 108 acres is God knows something we don't know is that God has an incredible plan for more people to come to know Christ. 
and that this 108 acres is going to be used to reach the people that are coming into Mansfield. It makes sense when you look at it like that. It makes sense when you begin to process to think of the responsibility. And you know what is exciting? Is that you and I get to be a part of this. You're sitting. I told myself I wasn't going to cry and I'm trying really hard. You're getting to be a part of something supernatural that God is doing. You know, when you sit back and you think of, okay, the, the, the land God's given, given us and blessed us with this miracle, and you begin to see all of this and just to start to kind of process this and kind of start to back up. Of course, the city is growing, and that starts to affect Creekwood. And you start to kind of look around, and you see that, that a lot of our services are 90% at capacity if... if um, if you, like, if you come with your family and, and a lot of times what happens is you, you can't sit with your family because there's no space. If you come by yourself, you can sit by yourself. That's deep. That's really deep. But anyways, uh, where was I? Uh, uh, <laughs> It affects our, what happens is that when we're in full capacity, we're in overflow. We are, our kids' classrooms are, are full. Oftentimes what happens is they have to close some of our classrooms because they're so full. Our kids' churches, our middle ground, junior high ministry, it's packed. And there's a tendency to go, well, you know what? It might be time for us to put a sign out front that says no vacancy. Because it's very easy for us to kind of get to a place that we start to go, well, you know what? I got my seat. And there's a very dangerous place that as Christ followers, if we are not careful, we can fall asleep at what God is doing in our lives. That God has a vision for your life. And listen to me, God's vision for your life is not for you just to become a spiritual consumer. And that what happens to us a lot of times is that we become spiritual consumers where this is just about us. And as long as I got my, my place and, and what, what's happening to me, then we start to settle. Listen, there's a big difference between having a pioneer spirit and becoming a settler. And I see too many times Christ followers and churches get to a place that they start to settle. Listen to me, as long as there's one more lost person out there. I believe the call of God on all of our lives is that we ought to drop everything we are doing to reach those people. See, it's important to understand, even when you look at this scripture in Ephesians, in the context of this, what the apostle Paul is saying, that God is able to take you beyond where you are and do beyond anything you could ever imagine. And part of understanding how God takes us beyond is that you got to get beyond yourself. You have to get, to get to a place that you get beyond yourself. And how do you do this? He shows us this. If you jump back a couple verses to verse 17, you see it. The apostle Paul starts to talk about the love of God for us. 
and how much God loves us. Listen, he says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you may be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness. See, it's important for you to understand this is that you will never go beyond until you are arrested by the love of God. Until you get to a place that you start to really understand how much God has loved you. When you understand the grace and the mercy and that, you know what, you are who you are today because God loves you. And you are loved with this crazy kind of love. And see, love is the highest motivator for us to go beyond and care about other people. When I am arrested by the fact that God loves me just like I am, God's changed my life, it moves me beyond myself and say, you know what, other people have got to know about the love of God. You know, I I wish when you start to to talk about the capacity and and how full our classes get and, and, you know, I could go, I could... tell you so many different stories. This last summer, we had a big kids bash here, and we had to actually close the, the uh, event here because we had so many kids wanting to come here. That shouldn't be. If you've been around at, at Christmas time, you've seen that we do 10 Christmas services. Doing 10 Christmas services, by the end, I don't even know my name. <laughs> All I know, like around... Service eight is, I know it's about baby Jesus. <laughs> and some of y'all have been in those services that you were like, Pastor Stephen, what is he talking about up there? Because I can't figure it out. Ten services. What are we going to do about that? Listen, I, I believe God's given us this land, and, and it's an opportunity that we, are, we are, are getting to be a part of this to be able to step into this. And um, I, w- I want to talk to you a little bit about this because I think it's important for us to really understand this. And, um, you know, the, the problem, the, really, it, it's not a problem. I think it's a great, a great problem or a great reason for us to step into the future that we see that so many people are moving into Mansfield, that so many people are a, are, are a part of Creekwood. It's a great, great thing for us to, to be able to experience and one of the things is that we see about that we see about the future is that we are going to have two campuses. This campus, some of you have asked us, is is the is this campus going to be? Listen, this campus alone was a miracle of God. We were in the Mansfield High School. Pastor Steve, that this this church that here, they had never even met me. This was a miracle of God that God provided. We know that God has provided this campus supernaturally for Creekwood. And we believe that us being one church with two locations is going to give us an opportunity for us to reach more people. And it, there is eight miles between the two campuses. So, it, I listen, it's, it's an amazing thing for us to be able to be situated and positioned in such a way. Um, you know, that when you start to think about the land, the 108 acres. It's a beautiful place. And we've talked a lot about that. And one of the things that we want to do is we really, we want to protect that. And it's such a peaceful place and people love being able, they're like, man, it feels like I'm far away from the city. And 
uh, it's just a, a great place for people to come and retreat and just kind of come and connect with God. And so um, we really felt strongly that we did not want to put up some big Costco-looking building out there, that we really want to embrace the land. So there's going to be a lot of outdoor spaces for families to be able to come out. And we've got some pictures that I want to begin to just kind of show you some of the, 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 the idea of the land. Um, down here at the bottom, you see in the island of the 10-acre of the lake is a future wedding chapel that we're going to have out there. Over here to the left, you've got future development for uh, a kid's camp and possibly a school. Um, and then up at the top, you've got sports fields that we, we want to be able to have. And then right below that is the student center, then the worship center, children's building, and then there's a big community space. We've got some other pictures that I want to show you here. Uh, it's going to be kind of a hill country modern look. And so uh, a lot of A-frames, this is the side of the kid's uh, building and uh, we've got. Let me show you just a couple other pictures real quick, and just a lot of outdoor space for families to be able to come and life groups to be able to hang out. This is walking through the foyer and walking out towards the lake. That again, you'll be able to go out there and um, just beautiful. Are y'all excited? Yeah. Now I need you to be that excited when we talk about how we're going to do it. <laughs> You know, when, when you start to look at this, and um, uh, it's, it's a huge, huge project, 108 acres, and so uh, we really felt like this needed to be broke down into phases, and we have just come out. If you want to go back to the, the phases there real quick, let me, um, the prepare phase is, is the one we just came out of, and uh, that was basically the purchase of the land that we, we purchased the land and the offices, all of that for $2.8 million. It's a huge miracle, to, and the owner, it's owner finance, 0% interest, uh, just an amazing miracle, which, by the way, um, the miracle of this land is not that it's 108 acres and that we got it for the price and that he owner financed it, all that kind of stuff. That's not the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle will be the lives that are going to be changed there. The... Um, Closing costs, down payment, all of the, the expenses, $1.1 million. The church, you guys, through your generosity, we paid cash for that. Huge, huge celebration. Amen? Amen. Man. Y'all keep getting excited now. Come on. Phase one is going to be um, the auditorium and children's space. It is going to be $9.5 million. And by the way, if you came with your checkbook tonight, today... Uh, go ahead and, and uh, write that check. Um, we're going to start with a children's building first. In the children's building will be a, a space for our middle school uh, to meet, all of that. It's just, it's just super, super excited about that. Phase two will be um, the um, student center and community center that we'll be able to build. And this, this is going to be $4.5 million. Uh, show the next picture real quick. Let me show you this. This kind of breaks it down so you can kind of see where uh, the different phase, phase one is red, phase two is yellow. Um, you know, when you, you start to look at this, and again, um, that adds up to $14 million. That's pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I'm asking myself, you know, different times, I was like, well, how are we going to do this? And, and 
Don't you wish that God just had like an angelic uh, contractor that uh, <laughs> he could send the angels? I, I know some of you think that all the churches are built by, built by angels. But I wish there were angelic contractors that just go out there and build it for us and we could just show up out there and it could be done. But uh, that's not the way God works. You know, the way God works is that God channels resources through people. That's the only way it happens. Is that God blesses people that understand, people that understand the moment that they are in the season that they are, they see, just like we see the season of the moment that we are in, that it is a divine moment that we are stewarding, that we see the growth of this city. God's supernaturally, you know, when you say God's blessed the church with 108 acres, that doesn't mean that it's just some random, uh, well, God's blessed the church. No, God's blessed you. And you're in that moment of the 108 acres. And God is going to funnel the resources through people that here are at Creekwood that are going to step up to the plate and say, you know what, I believe in this so much. I believe in this next generation. I believe in reaching people, and I want to do this. And what we're going to do is we're going to go on a three-year journey together that over the, the next three years, we are going to raise the $9.5 million. And listen, we can move as fast as you want to. If $14 million like, comes in, we, we can build the whole thing. We can start tomorrow building. I want to just say this to you. that, And I think it's an in, interesting fact that, do you know that only 17% of people that attend Creekwood actually tithe? 17%. In other words, all of the ministry that happens, all the stuff, all the, the chair you sit in, all of this stuff, it's paid by 17, it's, it's through the generosity of 17% of the people that attend the church tithe. And I asked our finance department to crunch some numbers and really look at this and what would it look like for our, if our entire church tithe? Do you know that if the entire church tithe for one year, it would be $14 million? When they said the number 14 million, I thought, that's not a coincidence. The building is $14 million. And it hit me. And I, I want you to, I know some of you are like, man, I'm not coming back to this church. <laughs> but I love you enough to be, be listen, there's too much at stake. There's too much at stake. Y'all know that those of you that have been around here a long time, there's a reason why the offering boxes are in the back. I've always been turned off by churches that try to manipulate people into giving and all this stuff. And listen, we've never been about that. We're, there's some of you here today and you're like, Pastor Stephen, I love this, but I'm out. And you can, you can be out. That's okay. But I would never say that about tithe. If you're not tithing, you're stealing from God. Just go read the Bible. Do y'all love me? <laughs> y'all get real quiet. But I was thinking about this. I wonder if when we get to heaven, we're going to find out that the greatest hindrance to the church moving forward and people being one for the cause of Christ was not the world. It was not the, the media. 
It was Christ followers that have just kind of become consumers. That just kind of like showed up and said, you know what, I'm a consumer and I'm not going to make a difference in anybody else's life. See, it takes sacrifice. It's about sacrifice. You know, we know how to sacrifice. You sacrifice for what you love. Some of you, you've got kids that play sports. You got kids that are playing T-ball, select team. And y'all will travel all over the world. You're up in Plano because your kids got a T-ball game. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You got soccer games that you're, you're driving. You sacrifice for what you love. If some of you love to hunt and you had an opportunity to go elk hunting up in Montana, you will sacrifice to come up with the money to do it. See, this is going to take sacrifice. What, what happens is, is it's easy for us to go, well, man, there's some millionaire out there that is going to just go right and check. Last time I checked, there's no millionaires here. There isn't. It's just average people that are very faithful at their giving. But I want to say this to you, and I, I want you to hear me when it comes to the sacrifice and, and what God is doing, that God is able to do beyond what we could ever think or imagine. And some of us are thinking and we're imagining we can't do anything. God is able to do beyond what we could ever think or imagine, and you're thinking you can't do anything. But listen to me. God might put you in a, in a place that you are talking to a business partner, a business owner, or you are coming across somebody and you say, you know what, God, God wants me to say something to them about this. There's some of you that are business owners and your business is blowing up and, and your tax person is saying, you need some write-offs and you're thinking, I need to go, well, we need to go get another bigger, nicer truck, another nicer car, or let's go get some other new gadget. We don't really need it. And the sacrifice is going to be that maybe you say over the next three years is saying, you know what, I believe in, in, in making a difference for the kingdom of God. And maybe what you do is that through your business, you say, you know what, God is funneling these funds through me. Listen, don't, don't discount the, the fact that you're here. Could it be maybe the reason why your business and your finances are so crazy good? It's because God knew you would be here and God is counting on you and he trusts you enough to steward the resources that God is giving you. That you're stepping up and saying, I'm gonna step up to the plate and do this. It takes sacrifice. It, it's, it's, I, I want to just kind of on a practical level, let me give you a giving chart really quick. $9.5 million over three years. Do you know that if 2,000 uh, givers and over 2,000 people uh, are part of Creekwood and uh, if 2,000 givers over three years gave $4,750, it would be $9.5 million. But listen to me. 2,000 people won't do that because a lot of them are in the nursery. <laughs> a thousand givers it gave, would give $9,500 over three years, it would be 9.5. If 500 givers gave $19,000 over three years, it would be $9.5 million. 
See, what I, I want to help you understand is this isn't going to happen if we just kind of go, well, let's let somebody. This is all skate. Y'all remember all skate? <laughs> Being at the skating rink and they said, it's all skate. We need everybody. And, and, and what <laughs> some of y'all, come on, y'all are the slow. Everybody, all of us. I, some of you are thinking, is Pastor Stephen just standing up there and telling us we need to do this? My wife and I have been having conversations about this. We are praying about it. And listen, we're looking at refinancing our house to take the equity out of our house. I'm not telling you to do that. But I know I, I'm, we have been talking. I said, babe, I believe in this. It's, we got to sacrifice for this. Sacrifice is not saying, God, here, let me kind of give you a little bit of, I'm going to kind of tip you and you spend more on your dog the next three years than you do for the kingdom of God. See, we'll sacrifice for people that we love and things that we love. The question is, will you sacrifice for somebody you've never met? Will you sacrifice for the, the, the loss that you've never met? Will you sacrifice for the, the grandson or granddaughter that you don't even know that one day you will have? Are you willing to do this? It takes sacrifice. It, this means that for us, what's going to have to happen is that a lot of us are going to have to think about delaying some things over the next three years. Maybe for you, it's that, you know what, man, I've been wanting to put in brand new countertops in our kitchen, but we're going to delay that for three years. Maybe you're, you're like, you know what, I wanted to get a brand new car, but I'm going to drive the older car that I have for the next three years because this is worth it. Do you know that you're sitting in a seat that 14 and a half years ago, somebody delayed something. They believed in you. They, didn't, they hadn't met your kids. But there was a group of people, small little group of people that decided it's worth the sacrifice. When we were in the Mansfield High School, there were people that said, we will delay things in our own finances because we believe in it. They didn't know your kids. They sacrificed for it. It means that you may have to downsize some things. I'm not telling you, you got to go sell your house and get a smaller house, but what happens is that we, we just have an overabundance of things. There's a reason why storage buildings are everywhere in Mansfield. We have so much junk. Your junk doesn't, listen, it doesn't, that, that, when, it, when you talk about eternity, when one day you're going to be old and you're going to be in a nursing home and your kids are going to go sell off your stuff. They're going to go through your stuff so fast. That 2,000-inch TV that you think you've got to get, your kids are probably going to put it out at the curb because they're going to say it's a piece of junk. Downsizing, looking at what there's, man, don't get me started. Some of the things we need to drop, man, we got three gym memberships. We got all kinds of stuff that you need to go have some family conversations to say over the next three years, we need to drop some of this stuff. Maybe you take, you say, you know what? Let's get the rabbit ears out. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Somebody goes, no. 
You're like, he did not go there. You need to drop something. The cowboys are on rabbit ears, aren't they? I'm just kidding. Listen, this is about sacrifice. It's about sacrifice. It's about people you never met before. I want to take this to the level of, of what this is really about. It's about kids like Noah. Noah's a, a sophomore at Mansfield High School. He's a catcher, the baseball team. He's the president of the fishing club, which I'm like, fishing club? Why didn't they have that in school when we were kids? So Noah's worth it. There's over 35,000 students in the Mansfield School District. God, help us get beyond ourselves that we say, God, you have given us this divine moment that I don't need another TV. I don't need another newer car. God, I, over the next three years, I am going to sacrifice. It's worth it. It's worth it for Evan. Evan is an incredible, incredible kid. Evan was born with a chromosome disorder. If you've ever been fa around, fa around families that have special need children, you know how hard it is. But I want to stand up here and tell you Evan is a special part of this church and the future of this church. Not on our watch are we gonna neglect special needs kids. We, we've gotta create space for them. They've gotta feel a part of this church. They gotta know that they are loved. They've gotta know this. It's worth the sacrifice over the next three years that you step up and you say, listen, there are people in here that you can sacrificially say over three years, it's crazy, but I know God is gonna help me give $100,000. I believe there's people in here that you're like, you know what? We are going to do it. It's about sacrifice. It's about KJ Hampton. He was born two weeks ago. He's a great guy. You ought to meet him. One day you're probably, again, you're going to be, I know this is depressing, but you're going to be in a nursing home probably. <laughs> By the time KJ gets in high school, And you have a choice today in this moment to say, you know what, I'd rather invest in making sure that somebody like KJ has a place to go worship and that he can stand in a student center and see God instead of saying, you know what, I had a bunch of junk that didn't mean anything. The last one is probably going to mean the most to everybody in this place. This is the picture people that you've never met before. That Jesus loves. This is a picture. 
three or four generations from now in your own family, the great grandkids that you have never met before, that you won't probably meet. Your kids, the daughter that one day you're gonna have, the son that one day you're gonna have, what price would you put on them coming to know Christ? I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth a stepping up. It's worth it. And I'm calling all of us to this moment to step into this divine moment that we have been entrusted with. That God has blessed us with these two campuses. God's blessed us to be in a city and we're in this, in this moment that God's saying, I am getting ready to funnel these resources through you because I am gonna do it through you. This is worth it. It's worth doing these things. It's gonna take sacrifice. Please, I, I'm just telling you, don't think that, you know what, I, I, I'm just gonna kinda tip something and let somebody else do it. We need, we need everyone everyone to step up into this moment. Would you pray with me? Father, I know that we get to be a part of something much bigger than we are. God, may we be able to step out of ourselves. God, give us moments. Wake us up in the middle of the night, God. Help us to see that, God, the rat race, the junk that we think we got to have, God, none of that matters. That, God, you have blessed us, God, financially with resources beyond anything we ever dreamed of, God. And it's, there's, now we know the purpose for it, Lord. God, I pray that you would cause all of us, God, not to be able... God, to live our life just normal. God, give us a fresh vision for our life. May we see our life with a fresh perspective, God. Give us a new purpose, Lord. Father, I thank you for this, God. Speak into our lives. We ask this today in your holy name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you have been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.